Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast with me, your host, Danny Kennedy, and you're listening to episode number 20. Welcome to today's show, guys, and I cannot believe we are already up to episode number 20. Uh, feels like, you know, not that long ago at all since I started the podcast. Um, I've been absolutely loving the journey so far, being able to share my content and my knowledge with you guys, and not only mine, but other people that have been successful in a, a number of different areas, whether it be health and fitness or business or something completely different. And, you know, that's exactly why I started the podcast in the first place is to be able to share my knowledge and other people's knowledge and experience to you guys and to the listeners out there um, and, you know, with the hopes of motivating someone to start their own fitness journey or giving someone the knowledge to go out and start their own business or giving someone the knowledge to know what step to take next in the health and fitness journey or, as I said, it could be something completely different to health and fitness or business. Um, but I feel as though so far we've been off to a good start. We've had a number of really awesome guests on the show. Um, I'd love to get your feedback though, as always. Um, feel free to email me or leave a review on the podcast of how, what you think of the episodes and what you'd like to hear in the future. Um, but 20 episodes in and today's topic, I want to talk about lower back pain. Now, lower back pain is probably something that I'm going to say that almost everybody can associate themselves with and that will nearly everybody will go through at some stage in their life, whether that be you know, an acute sharp pain in the lower back or whether that's just a bit of tightness and general soreness, everybody at some stage will probably experience some sort of back pain. Now, it is because we sit down so much and, and our hips are constantly tightened, but that's something I'll go over a little bit later in the podcast. But basically what I wanted to go through today is, um, you know, I've experienced lower back pain in the past. Um, over a number of years, I had some pretty severe lower back pain and it really affected my running, my jumping, strength training, even things like sleeping and standing up for long periods of time and that's pretty common with lower back pain and it doesn't have to be, you know, that that pain that you experience doesn't mean that that's going to affect you for the rest of the life. Well, it shouldn't anyway and there are ways to work around it. There's ways to prevent lower back pain but there's also ways to eliminate the back pain and make sure that you don't get it in the future or if it does kind of um, arise again, you know what to do when it does happen. So that's what it, what I wanted to go through with you today. Um, I'm going to share with you five ways to help prevent lower back pain and also eliminate back pain um, if you have had it or if you have it in the, um, in the past or if you've got it currently. So as I mentioned, lower back pain can be extremely debilitating, whether it's walking, running, jumping lifting weights, you know, driving the car, sleeping, back pain will be sure uh, to stop you in your tracks. And, you know, it seems like something so small, but it can it can completely ruin your training, um, which then can make you frustrated, which can then, you know, you can then be frustrated in other aspects of your life. And it just all around is just a nasty thing. So hopefully these five tips I share with you today will really help you um, get your back, your, your lower back health back on track, um, give you some tools that you can use to kind of stay on top of it and make sure that it doesn't come back in the future if you do have it. So my tip, my first tip I wanted to share with you is I want you to learn the art of the pelvic tilt. Now, pelvic tilt has a lot to do with the pelvic floor, obviously, but it is positioning of your pelvis. Now, a common cause of lower back pain is, is someone having an anterior pelvic tilt. Now, it's 
that is 99% of the time caused by tight hip flexors, which is, you know, it's almost to be expected. The amount of time that we sit down, whether it's in the car, whether it's at work, whether it's watching TV when we get home, or even, you know, when we go and catch up with someone for coffee, we're sitting down and our hip flexors are constantly shortened and tightened. So over time, what that's going to do is begin to pull the pelvis down, which then puts the anter- the pelvis sorry in an anterior pelvic tilt. So learning the art of the pelvic tilt and knowing your positioning and having awareness of where your pelvis is can make a huge difference to whether or not you're experiencing lower back pain. It can be as simple as that. So um, pelvic tilt, a great, a great place to start is start doing things like Pilates, even yoga, sorry, in some you know, in some cases, but my suggestion would be to, to give Pilates a go and that'll have you well on your way to kind of becoming more aware of where your pelvis is and how to have it in the right position. You know, learning where where what it feels like to have your pelvis in anterior tilt, in posterior tilt, and whether it's neutral. And neutral is what we want. So a neutral pelvis will allow us to utilize our glutes and it'll also mean that your hip flexors are nice and lengthened they're not too tight and your hamstrings are not overstretched, which is something that I'll, again, speak about in one of the next steps. So that's number one, learn the art of the pelvic tilt. Step number two, sit down less. So as I discussed in number one, the positioning of your pelvis plays a pivotal role in your lower back pain issues. So sitting down will cause your hip flexors and you know the surrounding muscles around the hip to tighten up over time. Um, and what this can do is get to the point where your glutes become lazy and even in some cases to the point where they're not firing all, firing at all sorry, um, when you need them to with things like running, jumping, lunging, squatting, deadlifting and, and as I mentioned, even standing. You know, when I had really bad back pain, I couldn't stand for more than 15 minutes without getting a sore back. So you can imagine going to events or even things like I went I remember I went to a a concert once or a festival and you know standing up for five or six hours in a row like by the time we left I could barely walk and I was sore for a few days and all I did was stand up the whole time but the positioning of my pelvis because my hip flexors were so tight is what caused that lower back pain and um, you know I was in excruciating pain so so another thing another part of this step I guess is for you to reduce the amount of crunches that you're doing or the amount of flexion ab exercises that you're doing. So it doesn't matter if six-pack abs is your goal or not. Endless amounts of crunches is definitely not the answer. So this is just another movement that's causing tight hips and weak glutes due to the hip flexors taking a lot of the load, which is very common with a lot of ab exercises. Um, you, you'll notice that you know a lot of the time you start to feel tight and most people will think it's their lower abs but it's definitely the hip flexors and to be honest most people don't really know how to even work their lower abs because the hip flexors are always taking over in um, the flexion movement type of direct ab exercises now don't get me wrong there's plenty of ab exercises that are fantastic for your abs and your core but stuff like crunches and that are not the number one exercise for your core even to develop the the ab the ab muscles so performing endless amounts of crunches doing a lot of direct ab work is not going to help your cause with lower back pain and that's something that you should kind of i guess steer away from especially if you are experiencing some type of tightness or soreness through the lower back start moving towards exercises like planks pull-off presses um, cable wood chops stuff where you're actually stabilizing the core but not flexing the core um, so, so again, coming back to the hip flexors, it's all about the hip flexors with that positioning of the pelvis. 
Now, step number three is wake up your glutes. So as I just mentioned, tight hips will will eventually lead to weak and lazy glutes. So we want to wake them up. So most of the time, lazy glutes will equal lower back pain. So the answer is we want to wake them up. Exercises, you know, using exercises such as glute bridges and hip thrusts, um, clamshells, a lot of TheraBand activation exercises. Now, you guys can actually check out the video that I put on my YouTube channel, which is Danny Kennedy Fitness. Um, I just uploaded a video of my top five glute activation exercises. So be sure to check that one out. Great for any time before you train, whether it's some running or lower body training in the gym or even just first thing in the morning or you know the last thing before you go to sleep, just constantly trying to activate the glutes because once they switch off, believe me, I've gone through it. It's extremely hard to get them to the point where they're firing again when you need them to. So another great a great way of getting them to activate is isometric holds so um, glute bridge holds and and you know so on so um, as i mentioned check out the video again my youtube channel is danny kennedy fitness now once the glutes have been activated now now you're at the stage where you need to build up the strength the power um, and also you know hypertrophy hypertrophy i'm going to go with that hypertrophy the muscle the muscles around the area so the glutes hamstrings and quads but predominantly we want to be working on that posterior chain because a lot of us are overactive and um and kind of a lot stronger through the quads um so through the anterior side of our body but we want to work on that posterior chain the glutes and the hamstrings to really hold us in in a good postural position um you know and and the way that you're going to do that is with the big movements such as the squats deadlifts romanian deadlifts um you know barbell hip thrusts lunges step ups all those you know key compound movements where you know the multi-joint the multi-muscle movements where you're utilizing your glutes and your hamstrings as a unit and not as in isolation so you know i'd say my three big lifts that i really like to utilize in my programs and also through my clients programs is the squat deadlift and remaining deadlift these are three awesome exercises to really build up that posterior chain obviously the squats are using a lot of quads but um, you're going to be working up the the whole area around your hips and getting the glutes firing but that's only after you've got to the point where you're getting them activating so um, that video that I just told you about, the top five glute activation exercises to wake up the glutes is perfect for before any lower body movements such as a squat or deadlift. So definitely um, check it out and start throwing that in at the start of your training routine. Um, and as I said, once they are activating, we now need to strengthen them up and, and build them up. Step number four, reduce the tightness in surrounding muscle groups. So SMR stands for self myofascial release. Um, this is something that I've become huge on over the last couple of years and it definitely is paying off. So you want to use tools such as the foam roller, spiky ball, lacrosse ball, um, if you've got a golf ball, a pocket physio, all that type of stuff to help release the fascia covering the surrounding muscles. So areas I would suggest that you want to work on is your quads, the ITBs, so that's down the side, the outside of the quads hamstrings your lower back ql so on the side around the side of your lower back which a lot of people will get tight through um, tfl up the top of the um, the quad around the side of the hip it's kind of like a little hidden muscle that nobody really knows about or knows about how tight they are until they actually get a bit of a um, start digging in through the tfl you know whether that's using a pocket physio or a spiky ball it's very hard to get through there with uh, a foam roller so something like a ball is like a hard ball is fantastic for the tfl and that'll help release off the hips as well 
as I mentioned with the hip flexors, um, and even your calves, foam rolling your calves. If you're if you're tight from the ground up, and you know your posture is not great from around that ankle calf area, then it's going to throw off your whole body. So release those, and then obviously your hip flexors. Um, I have another video on my YouTube channel where uh, I show a number of exercises to help release the hip flexors. So be sure be sure to check that out. Um, you'll see one of my favorite ones on there is to actually lie on the handle of a kettlebell and what that's going to do is actually help break down the hip flexor, uh, break down the muscle and, and all the tightness through the hip flexor which is hard to do just with stretching. So be sure to check that one out as well guys. Now step number five, the final one, um, you know, I've pretty much covered it already but I do want to put another emphasis on how important this is and that is release your hip flexors. Now, this has been the biggest one for me and I want you to start utilizing any hip mobility drills that you can think of to start to release the hips, open it all up and free it up to get your pelvis in that neutral position. The more time you can spend releasing and, and lengthening your hip flexors, the better. So remember, the healthy hip flexors will lead to a neutral pelvis, which will then allow the glutes to fire effectively, which is what we want. So you know, effective and firing glutes is going to, nine times out of 10 going to lead to a healthy back unless we're talking, you know, something that you've done to a disc. Um, but nine times out of 10, you know, healthy glutes, hamstrings and lengthened hip flexors is going to lead to a healthy back. Now, I just wanted to mention here, not only does tight hips result in lazy and weak glutes, as I've already mentioned, but it's the most common cause of hamstring injuries in athletes. Now, a lot of people don't know this, but this is due to the fact that your hips are likely in an anterior pelvic tilt position, which I mentioned in the first step. And what this often does is it leaves the hamstrings constantly on stretch or overstretched. So you just imagine your pelvis pulling down, your hamstrings are attached to the pelvis, so then it's gonna stretch the hamstrings to the point where they feel tight. Now, nine times out of 10, most people following, following the fact they feel tight will then go and do some type of static stretch through the hamstrings to try and release them because they feel tight. But in actual fact, they're making matters worse because the hammies are already overstretched. So, um, you know, I might wake up um, after a big, you know, I might get home from a day of traveling. So I might be sitting in the car or on a plane or whatever. Um, I come home, eat dinner, watch a bit of TV. I'm sitting down again and then I get up and I go to go to bed and my hammies are really tight or they feel really tight. So I spend a bit of time stretching my hamstrings. The next day I go and do some sprints or something like that, I go to take off and then bang, I pull a hamstring. And and the you know, as I mentioned, nine times out of ten, uh, it, the cause of this is the fact that we are tight in the hips, overstretched through the hamstrings, which makes us so much more susceptible to a hamstring injury. So not only will releasing hip flexors help with your lower back pain, it'll also help with your hamstring health and getting your hamstrings in a position where they can work effectively as well. So as you're probably figured out by now, that pelvis position plays such a huge role in, in the whole function of the lower body because the glutes are the powerhouse of the lower body. So we want, we want to get them firing, get them working and give yourself the best opportunity to not only get rid of or prevent lower back pain, but perform at your best. So um, I guess to summarize the whole thing, the lower back pain is definitely something that's going to be common and you still may experience experience it and um, back pain is frustrating 
and back pain will severely reduce what you are capable of doing but lower back pain is both preventable and treatable so keep that in mind guys um, unless as i mentioned it's something a little more severe something to do with the spine um, but give these these five steps that i've shared with you today a go and see if they can help you like they've helped me as i mentioned i was in a lot of pain there was very minimal things that i could do without getting a sore back and you know i'm back to the point now where i'm I'm training heavy again. I'm able to sprint. I'm able to run, jump, and everything pain-free. I'm able to stand up and all that type of stuff. I don't get in bed with an aching back, and it's because I've used these steps that I've shared with you today. So, if you found this podcast, um, you know, interesting and helpful, please do share it with your friends. As always, do leave a review on the podcast, rate the podcast, and of course, subscribe. Uh, Thanks for joining me today, guys, for episode number 20, and I look forward to sharing number 21 with you next week. Hope you guys have a great day. I'll catch you in the next one.